those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. We talk movies because we love it. Here we are today, extremely beautiful sunny day, broadcasting from Ancity Masculine on 11.9 FM CITR Radio. Let's get right to it. I'm very happy, very excited to introduce to the world out there. Everybody, please welcome with a nice warm round of applause, Ali Verubens, Latina Pacheva. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. Happy good. to be here. Yeah, right you. on. Welcome, welcome in and uh, let's do it. Let's talk movies. Let's talk movies. There is a lot to talk about. Here we are in 2018. So much to talk about in the summer of 2018 here in Vancouver. First of all, I want to just give you the chance to, to just, you know, introduce yourselves and just who, who are you as uh, Ali Verubens, Latina Pacheva. Who are you? Uh, two local filmmakers. Uh uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll introduce Allie, and then uh, she can introduce me. Sounds good. If you want to do that, yeah. Just because I love her. <laughs> um, so Allie is a very multidisciplinary filmmaker, very skilled in many different ways in film. Um, I first met her in a directing context. We had planned to co-direct a story hive project together, and from there we built this beautiful friendship. She's now my little sister, even though she's way wiser than I am. Um, her brain is like a candy store. I've never met someone <laughs> with such quirky, interesting <laughs> ideas. And uh, she graduated from VFS last year and mm -hmm. uh, now owns her own company, Studio Niche. And she's really passionate about sustainable filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Right on. <laughs> Ali, you want to you wanna go for it? For Zlatina as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Zlatina, awesome. Yeah, so I met Zlatina, yeah, from... Uh, Story Hive, we were going to direct together. That didn't end up actually happening, but uh, our fr our friendship like flourished from there. Uh, Z is a local writer. She's uh, director of Vancouver Short Film Fest, one of the directors. She's marketing coordinator for Raindance and uh, local vampire. And uh, <laughs> you can often like find her on any set or just helping out in any way in the indie industry, which is really awesome. And she's just, yeah, just like the best person I know, pretty much. <laughs> Wonderful. That's awesome right there. Now I want to ask you, why Vancouver? You know, there is so much, of course, so much happening here, but there is, there is definitely a reason why, why now and here. And I'd like to know from the both of you why. Yeah. Well, I grew up here. Uh, my parents came here as students, actually studied in UBC, so I grew up on this campus. Um, but Vancouver's film industry is just booming right now. Um, there have been opportunities where I've wanted to leave and could have left, but I think I've realized that it's more fruitful to stay here mm -hmm. and really uh, learn from the industry here. For sure, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, yeah, for me, I moved out here for school, VFS, and... Uh, I went back home for two months and I debated like moving to Europe and all this and I kind of realized once you have a hub here and once you have friendships in the film industry it's kind of like 
It's nothing that you can really do alone. You have to be a team. And once you kind of find your team, it's kind of hard to leave. Mm -hmm. um, I just, yeah, I think that Vancouver is a great place to be in for film, um, especially in Canada. I think I'd rather be in Vancouver than Toronto because we have all the nature as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're so close to L.A., so, we're so the big close. productions come up and we can learn from, from those professionals as yeah. well, which yeah. is great. For very sure. interesting. You mentioned about you mentioned the community, and it's, it's a very intimate community here in Vancouver especially, mm -hmm. but very diverse. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, the strength of it. That's amazing, yeah. What's, what's your, where do you see the community in uh, maybe five years from now? question well I think I feel like so many young people coming straight out of film school they're from all around the world because BFS has a very diverse population from what I've learned mm -hmm. um, they're kind of just entering the film force so I feel like now um, in five years they're gonna really start elevating their own voices and they're gonna have the skills to really push their own projects which is gonna make for some really diverse I think films and mm -hmm. projects and mm -hmm. stories yeah and I think that Canada's just kind of like figuring out what it is as a country as well because it's so young still so I feel like in film as well like we're just gonna have so many different cultures coming out of mm -hmm. Canada and out of Vancouver and yeah it's it's gonna be really interesting in five years actually I'm very excited to see what happens yeah eyes open yeah. ears open every every yeah. uh, open no, to anything yeah. yes no shields at all mm -hmm. yeah it could be uh, no no limits and uh, I think that's why also why people are so excited to be here mm -hmm. you know everything is is just happening so quickly and we like that we yeah. love that we love yeah, that and you know what actually i find it very interesting like coming out of vfs especially like there's so many uh, different cultures coming out of there that the films you make have so many different aspects of different cultures and different like personalities mm. and styles which is really great absolutely mm -hmm. and uh, with that i actually want to ask you how the both of you m met how did you meet I'll give you the reins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we met through a mutual friend who brought mm -hmm. us together um, to co-direct or potentially co-direct more pitch yeah. uh, a story hive project for the female directors edition we didn't end up getting the grant but <laughs> we i think the friendship that we built was way more yeah. way more <laughs> rewarding yeah, um, sure. and so since then yeah i've, I've feel like I've known Allie for a really long time even though it's only been about two years mm -hmm. um, she's really easy to talk to and she's got a very creative sensitive brain and heart and she does amazing work so oh, I was like you. I'm keeping her <laughs> um, yeah like uh, it was kind of funny because I was uh, producing one of the episodics for VFS and yeah our mutual friend was like oh uh I'm interested in like having you direct something with me and and uh, he was like by the way it's gonna be co-directed are you cool with that and I was like oh I've never co-directed and that's a very sensitive thing as well directing because you're putting your heart out there so having Z and like meeting her I was like okay like this actually works like this is so interesting to meet somebody so in tune with you yeah we had a good connection yeah and so. we were I think a lot of times co-directors can butt heads especially if they don't know each other yeah. but we were like able to listen to each other and immediately really, yeah it so. was crazy it was like a blind date it was that turned out really well <laughs> it was. it's pretty special life is the art of meeting so there you go yeah. that was uh, that was really neat and yeah. with that I actually want to ask you your opinion on women in film right now Ooh. very interesting Hot topic button. and uh, it I'm is. <laughs> very excited because there's so many leading uh uh, there is so much presence, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in uh, in the culture of filmmaking from uh, women, especially right now that is growing. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. How do you feel about it? Where do you see yourself fit in that big picture? 
it's exciting. It's exciting to see. I, whenever I work on a project, if I'm producing or writing it, um, I make a point of finding as many women um, that have the skills to work on it first yeah, as possible. Um, I'm never gonna kind of pick people just because of their gender or their ethnicity. Like I'll pick them based on their skills, of course. Um, but I also think that it's important to represent the communities that are underrepresented um, in cinema. So I think it's exciting, and I think we're making strides. Uh, we just have to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting what you said about trying to get as one and as many women as you can on your set. Um, I'll do the same, but I notice that. I mean, a lot of our friends and a lot of the people we do work with are men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually read this thing the other day, and this girl was like, "Oh man, like when I want to say something as as a director, I feel like I have to be speaking out of like a speak." Phone to be able to say the thing I want to say when a man can just kind of mm-hmm. just say it. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like uh, guys in film, they kind of buddy up. Mm. Like, they, they're buddy-buddy, and then I feel like a lot of the time girls feel like they have to prove themselves a lot harder. And I, I feel like right now, though, it's starting to become a little more chill about <gasps> I think like, it's it's also like the funding bodies are saying, okay, we're going to give 50% of the money to female-driven projects. Yeah. So people are becoming more open to it, and they're realizing that, yeah, there's value in having women on your set, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really lucky that all of the men that I've worked with have been so supportive. Exactly, yeah. And, like, yeah. They, they're so supportive in Vancouver as well, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I believe there is an aspect to actual energy, yeah. I believe, mm-hmm. you know? the uh, I've been on sets where it's just males, but it's different. You mm-hmm. need that female energy. You need a good balance to be able to really achieve that creative, to, to live in that creative space. Absolutely. Yeah, it's you. definitely something that goes beyond what you can, what you can, you know, you can just see on set. You yeah. just feel it right you away. You feel it, for yeah. sure. And uh, it's important to celebrate that. For sure, the uh, the the big thing now is, uh, as you mentioned, there there is a lot of funding coming in for for female filmmakers, female producers, female directors. This is the best time to be a, <laughs> a, a female creator uh, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, what's your what's your next step in in, in Vancouver? Um, well, I have a few projects that I'm pitching to some of the funding bodies. So Canada Council and um, CBC and Creative BC have their new fund. Um, so we're going to try for that as well. Um, I'm still just working on short films, just learning more about that and then uh, writing as much as I can. That's my that's my that's where I live is in the writing sphere. So mm. mm-hmm. hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about more about about your experience as a writer? Oh, well, it's it hasn't been that long. It's only been about a year and a half or so that I've been writing um, but it's been it's been great uh, people have been really supportive um, we just did a crazy eights actually Ali and I together um, this past season um, and the I wrote the script was great <laughs> 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 yeah it was called Extraordinary Amy um, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of support I I was able to um, send it off to a bunch of different people and they they gave me advice they gave me notes and actually I'm working right now with Marshall Exani who is an amazing filmmaker in the city and he wanted to uh, Uh, start a new writers group so it's kind of still in the start early stages but mm-hmm. once i have more information for that i'll share it on social media very interesting definitely the community of writers is growing as well mm-hmm. i know that there's a company called my, my tribe productions and shout mm-hmm. out to rowan, rowan they d- yes. yeah they do uh they do script reading workshops Yeah. That's definitely a great place to be, both as a writer, but also as an actor and director in general. So many interesting dynamics happening in there, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, shout out. And uh, I actually want to ask Ali, um, 
Green Ambassador. Isn't that interesting, yeah, huh? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? That's very, very cool, very powerful, very um, powerful. So, yeah, uh, I was telling you earlier, I if I wasn't in film, I would be doing conservation. It's just something that I really, really care about. Um, and I was just kind of like looking up um, what I can do to be like a clean filmmaker, like a sustainable filmmaker, like less waste, essentially. Um, and I popped up on this carbon literacy course at CB or CBC? Creative BC. Creative BC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's early. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I took the course. It's free. Anybody can take it. I think they have it about once a month. Um, and after that, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I met some green ambassadors and I was like, oh, I kind of like want to become a green ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to kind of pitch the, to them. You, you kind of have to um, give like uh, things that you're going to do to kind of help out in the green filmmaking community and uh, you know try your best to tell people about all these courses and tell people like what you can do and yeah um, what's so. the what's the number one thing someone can do to have a sustainable film set because I'm curious you know what mm-hmm. so of course, of you know course. what I think that actual the number one thing is less waste with paper like mm-hmm. yes. paper is the worst S- like scripts and and call sheets and stuff nobody really uses them okay so no, if you're gonna I send it, see them scattered if you're gonna send it like do it through email you're fine with that like vfs sorry vfs it's very wasteful <laughs> with paper um and uh my friend daniel he started a an app called circus circus mm. yeah and uh that's like an online uh onboarding site where you can do like all of your paperwork um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really great. I think that's like such a amazing app. Like, kudos to him because that's that's the first step. I think is mm-hmm. less waste with paper. Like, yeah, and like you know, water bottles. Like, bring your own water bottles yeah. and your own coffee mm-hmm. cups. People just like leave them all around, and it's so like annoying and upsetting to me. Actually. Very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Oh wow, there is a lot to talk about in that. Oh, there in that is, uh, yeah, there for is, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know that. Uh, I mean, we've been talking a- about a lot already, but I know that we still have so much more to explore. And then um, we're gonna we're gonna explore the horizon, <laughs> and then we're gonna go deeper. <laughs> I like but it. now exploring the horizon as Latina, I know you're involved in the Vancouver Short Film Festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's my it's my third year with the festival. Um, second year as a co-director with Marina Dix. Um, it's an amazing thing. I have had so much fun with it. I started as a programming um, or submissions coordinator, and so I kind of helped with uh, with watching all the films. Um, and then, yeah, I came on as co-director, uh, making the, the festival happen. We showcase BC films, so it's only BC filmmakers that can submit. And uh, last year, I think we screened about 38 films. We just started a new horror genre screening, because that's Ooh. what I love. <laughs> Marina was like, why don't we screen some horror movies? <laughs> I was like, yes, we should. Can I ask something about that? So yeah. when you say BC films, do you have to be a resident, too? You have to. So one person, at least one person on your team, has to have had a BC address when you were shooting the film. Okay. Yeah. So we one year we had a film actually from China, but their composer was from here. So and it was a great film. People loved it. So we programmed it. Interesting. What's uh, as as a programmer watching so many movies? Yeah. What's the what's the ingredient or what's what's the, 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 the special spark that draws the movie in? 
if I can ask. Hmm. Well, for me, yeah, for you, of I course. Always, yeah. I always gauge movies based on how if they make me cry. So, movie, <laughs> <laughs> right on. If a movie makes me cry, then I'm like, yes, this is this is the one. But I mean, I cry about everything. I cry during Walmart commercials. So, um, <laughs> I think as long as it has the heart, the beating heart, it can be about anything. We had a really cool experimental one. Um, a couple of years ago, I can't remember the name now anymore, but it was um, about the filmmaker's sister who had who had um, almost committed suicide or who had attempted suicide, and it was just it was just visuals with a voiceover, and it was really beautiful, and that just really it sits with you when you feel it, yeah, then you know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all about the feeling, huh? Mm-hmm. The invisible that makes us visible, huh? Mm-hmm. Right on. Ooh, yeah. And Ali, I know that uh, you also you have your own production company. Yeah. Studio Niche. Yeah. How about that adventure coming out of VFS and exploring <laughs> the world and putting your name out there? Okay, so I started Studio Niche as a sole proprietorship when I was in VFS because I just wanted the namesake to be on uh, <laughs> to be on all of my films. And then uh, when I got out of VFS, I started like uh art direction and production design and i was like hey no like i want to direct and the only way i'm going to direct this young or this soon or as a female is to make sure i do it myself mm-hmm. um so i just kind of started pitching to musicians to commercial like uh to companies for commercials and um and then i found bands that will just keep me <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh yeah so and then as well my company also does like graphic design and marketing social marketing and stuff like that so that also keeps me busy yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonderful uh, wonderful adventure for sure yeah. uh, getting to sh- create and carve your own space into the industry what, yeah. were, what were the major challenges for you when creating studio niche I think, you know what, actually, I have to say, I've been pretty lucky. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I haven't had too many challenges yet, um, but there are challenges in, in, the, in the fact that, like, you have, to, you have to know that at some point maybe you're not going to be working as much, um, and you, you do have to prove yourself a lot. Like, I work basically seven to nine every day, even on weekends sometimes, because you have to make sure that you're putting your best effort into it, so that is a challenge. I mean, I'm quite young, and I'm still, like, I'm working all the time, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd say that's the challenge, and also just being a, a female sometimes and a young one, um, a lot of my clients are like oh like this is who is meeting me right now yeah so <laughs> that too but no actually it's been pretty good it's been pretty good nice very happy to hear this uh, extremely saturated collection of c- colors you know it's very <laughs> yeah lots of energy here um, any final thoughts before we get to the break and then we explore we go deeper into the sea keep making movies everyone at least for the short film fest I want to see them so. <laughs> actually we'll get to the details of that later on yeah. right after the break uh, this is actually a soundtrack uh, I want to know later after the break I'm going to ask you why you chose this soundtrack yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the soundtrack of Death Proof it's a movie movie by Quentin Tarantino the name of this song is uh, Chick Habit everybody enjoy
Wow, wow. Welcome back. This is a Room Tone, the radio show. We talk movies because we love it. Let me ask you, why this soundtrack? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, who doesn't like Tarantino, first right. of all? It's my mic. It's my mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who doesn't like Tarantino, first of all? And, uh, like, really cool girls in muscle cars. Yeah. I just thought Bad that, like, women. kind of, like, female podcast female movie yeah. and Tarantino though because people Tarantino's always say that Death Proof isn't one of his best movies but I would argue that it yeah, is you know what it's so <laughs> underrated but yeah. it, I love it it's so good yeah so right on yeah screw the haters <laughs> you know what let's get let's get to the to the details of the actual Vancouver Shore Film Festival sure yeah uh, why not uh, sharing with the people out there what about the deadline and the technical yeah. stuff for filmmakers that want to submit their movie yes 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 um, so you can submit your films on Film Freeway um, if you just go to our website at www.bsff.com that'll take you to Film Freeway you can see some of the other films that we've programmed in the past and uh, it's $25 for students $35 oh no $20 for students $30 for professionals and uh, submissions close on October 12th mm, and then okay. the actual festivals in 2019 in January okay so we still got time. a ways yeah awesome yeah. right on it's uh, again such a sparkling uh, time right now so many so many film festivals i know we have the vancouver asian film festivals of course, of course vif is, is taking doxa is approaching yes. so much happening what is the one thing that vancouver is still missing that's a great question i think more fun more local funding mm. story hive is great for that mm-hmm. S- yeah um, story hive is great i think maybe something that isn't as like voting like mm-hmm. based though mm-hmm. because I feel like when you have to do all this like pitching, it almost kind of deters from the story in the heart of it. Yeah. It becomes more of a competition. I think we need something that's a little more laid back. Totally. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Do, how do you feel about that? Slavina? I agree completely. I mean, Harold Greenberg and Bell Media, I think, just had a new um, grant as well. But I had like 30 friends at least that applied and none of us got it. So I'm <laughs> curious to see who did. Yeah. And congratulations to them. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah, it's, very, it's, very, it's a very interesting topic. Um, um, I remember actually talking about this before on this radio show. And uh, it goes back to, you know, who's making the decisions? Mm-hmm. Who's choosing? Because in the end, the possibility to, cr- to make a project it's huge yeah it can that da- it can really change your career and you yeah. in the way you are perceived in the industry and in the community and even you know looking at the butterfly effect imagine a whole project what it could do to you and your closer the, the closest friends exactly so those decisions the people who take those decisions just let me let me hug you with a little bit of of that awareness you know mm-hmm. just yeah. become aware of the power that is in your choice, even in the smallest choice. And I think we can transfer that as well in the in the choices as a programmer, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, as a programmer, I, I'm often, like, I'm watching for the best stories, but I'm also thinking about who made the project and who was working on it. And oftentimes, I think festivals will program things from... Uh, Uh, from filmmakers that they've already programmed before because they know that they make good stuff. For me, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for like the up-and-coming filmmakers who haven't screened at a festival yet Mm -hmm. because it's important to give those people opportunities. Yeah, I think that's really good to like give them a break. Mm -hmm. Opportunity. I couldn't imagine actually how hard that is to It's hard. It's really hard. (laughs) There's a lot of talent in BC. Yeah. You said something very... The key from there is opportunity. Yeah. And with that, I actually want to ask, what's the biggest opportunity you've ever had? 
That's a great question. I think <laughs> for me recently it was Crazy Eights. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy that was a big opportunity. Eight is like pretty intense. And like Z, yeah, she wrote this script and basically everybody was basically on there because we love Z so much <laughs> and we wanted to like help her make this thing. And actually, yeah, Crazy Eights is like a full on. It's crazy. Film. It and actually is crazy. There's a screening in a red carpet and everything. And I was like, wow. Like, I was like looking at Z, like, I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> yes. How was your experience? For the Crazy Eight? Yeah. Um, well, I production managed. So I did a lot. It was more like behind the scenes paperwork and emailing. But I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I really learned a lot. So. I did too. I helped um, uh, post production assist kind of uh and that's the one thing i took away from the crazy eights experience is have your whole post-production team ready to go right after you're done shooting because yeah. that was so valuable and we got the film done i've had projects that drain on for like years because mm. we don't have the right people on board right away and it's hard when people are volunteering or getting paid low uh prices so yeah just have your team on Mm-hmm. That's preparation. reliable people. Yeah. Yes. That's, Planning. That's one really good thing about Crazy Eights. Well, good and intense because it's Crazy <laughs> Eights. You do it in eight days. So you have to edit like right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like I think that'd be really good because we even have a film that's like almost being finished editing. It's like, almost there. <laughs> what, what about that like film? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Allie. <laughs> um, so basically when I write, I take things out of my life, like things that are kind of bothering me or I'm really interested at the time. Um, um, and I was on Instagram, and there's this thing basically called an Instagram girl, <laughs> like the okay. really, the really uh, popular Instagram models. And uh, I was looking at them, and I was starting to feel like weirdly self-conscious a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like messaging Z about that, and uh, and then I found this uh, page that would show uh, their photo before, and then their edited photo after. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. this is very interesting because it was kind of showing me like, oh, these people aren't um, really what I'm looking at online. Like life is very different online um so i wrote this script i mean it's like more art housey so it's not like literal it's really cool but <laughs> but i wrote this script basically the the meaning behind it is that like no matter what you change on the outside um it's never really going to change how you feel on the inside mm -hmm. like they they could keep getting surgeries they could buy all these fancy things do this all these things and um, show this to the world but at the end of the day I don't think that any of those people are necessarily happy with themselves mm -hmm. so that's kind of what my story is about is just to find like happiness in uh, in yourself and other things not your outer appearance yeah we go back to self-love over there I feel you know mm -hmm. it's uh, probably the biggest the, the strongest fuel of, of all yeah. you know and uh, thank you for mentioning that because I feel that that presence of layers is what creates problems in our society you know oh, it's too many layers mm -hmm. it's a common thing i think that's uh, honestly we're human so i think that we're always going to feel a little self-conscious it's just being aware of that and being like okay that's okay that one day i will feel like this you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think yeah yeah and knowing that things we see especially online aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily true, true. Yeah. yeah well they have to go through so many steps yeah. before actually being shared on a online on the internet you know there yeah. it's it's already a filter to have a whole it body is. you know mm -hmm. so your your truth self you're still actually looking for it mm -hmm. otherwise you wouldn't even be here and then you have your body which is a filter and then you have your per the perception of yourself which is another filter yeah. you know and then it goes on and on and, yeah. and by the time you get out there you are your environment yes and uh, with that i want to ask the both of you you know how do you reconnect with your inner child 
I think that Zlatina and I are both very much children still, like <laughs> our souls. Like we're old people. We're old people. We're old young. souls, but young. Like we, I mean, yeah, we're always. We're really weird. <laughs> yeah. Which I like. <laughs> I like people I can be weird around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know what? It's, it's important to like go play at parks and like yeah. it's important to just like hang out without your technology and and uh I, I don't know like it's important to just I hang out with my nephew a lot yeah. and I play like a kid with him yeah. and that's how I connect with that because I'm like wow he's in he's two years old so he's in a point where he's just like doesn't know anything bad yet and mm-hmm. he just has fun in the moment he's in and that's kind of how I connect with myself as a child I think yeah two creatives naturally keep that inner child inside them um, and that's where the whole concept of like play comes into play oh totally Mm -hmm. because like when you're a kid and you're playing like imaginary friends or whatever that's basically what writing is and what acting is yeah yeah it's all it's playing Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing we're building imaginary worlds Mm -hmm. it is it is indeed like that you know we project our own reality and i think that that's a very strong aspect of filmmaking in itself yeah you know we're basically simulating what our brain does for us Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a it's 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 a cycle you know it is and uh, with that i want to i want to get into something a little bit um, a little bit more personal about your lives and how you actually f- got into filmmaking mm-hmm. uh, and before filmmaking if there was any other artistic uh, exploration what's your artistic background Ooh. well um so my actually my great grandmother was um a really famous artist in bulgaria a painter um and she ran this like group of women painters essentially so i kind of grew up um with art being an important part of my life um, my parents are both psychologists though so they were kind of like focus on academics and have art on the side so i wanted to be an actress at a young age and i kind of started pursuing that and then in my last year of university I realized that acting was not what I wanted to do mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like but I still want to be involved in movies and film like that's always been my passion too so I grew up watching the weirdest movies with my dad he's like obsessed <laughs> with weird movies <laughs> my mom would walk in the room and be like what are you watching <laughs> now I know where you get your stuff from yeah <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> um, so yeah I, I grew up always writing I had diaries we actually made yeah. a web series based mm. on my diaries where our friend Chris McRonnie is reading <laughs> my diary entries like in a suit. Mm-hmm. You can check it out on YouTube. It's Dear Diary. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. It's fun. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to do season two soon, I think. So. <laughs> right on, right on. There you go. Do you write as well, Ali? Yeah, I write a lot as well. Um, actually, yeah, I, I have so many scripts that I, I hang them on my wall just so oh. I can like look at them and be like, okay, I need to work on this one today. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So what's the common thread for both of you, this, I, this, your stories? I feel every, every writer, every artist has a common theme mm. that connects all of the projects that they do. What's the common theme? Have, have you ever thought about that? Is there a common theme? What's I see it's Latina saying? Yeah, what is it? What is it? it? I was thinking about this recently because I was like, "What's my What's my message?" I realized all of my stories have an element of a woman's relationship to men. Yeah, and I think it's because I have such a close relationship with my dad, but I've had such bad dating experiences mm. that I think I'm trying to figure out where the disconnect is for me. Mm. Um, so all of my stories have an element of female with males around her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm just going to touch on that for a second as mm-hmm. well, because uh, we were talking about this earlier, like, uh, film is very healing, so I feel like for you, like, mm-hmm. you're you're figuring out your voice and how to deal with things through your films and totally. your scripts. Totally. Um, for me, um, maybe it's not a common theme, but I have a common character. His mm-hmm. name is Gherkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have him in, like, different elements of life, and maybe he's, like, kind of me in a way, not necessarily, but, like, I... I just have him in different situations, and like I said, a lot of my scripts actually are just from um, elements of my life, something that, yeah, is upsetting me, something that I can't stop talking about, something that the media can't stop talking about, or something that I'm very happy about. So I wouldn't say that there's always a theme, it's just whatever is inspiring me at the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I often write him in there, Mm because he's goofy. (laughs) Inspiration is another key word, huh? Opportunity, inspiration, we're building something over here, very, very interesting, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And... uh, Somehow there is always, uh, there seems to be that very, it's, you know, writing is a very personal affair, you know. Mm-hmm. How do you tackle that as a writer? It's so, it's just getting the juice out of your heart, brain, soul, mind, everything. Just getting, how do you tackle that? I don't even know. <laughs> it is like what Ali said, it's therapy. You just yeah. sit and like spew it out. But the thing about writing too that I've noticed is... Um, it's a lot of work like mm-hmm. you know it's an it's a process it's it's an art process so yeah kind of it is healing but at the same time you have to like remind yourself like this is still work like if this is what you want to do with your life as a career you have to remind yourself this is work and when you remind yourself that it almost actually becomes harder because yeah. you feel more um pushed to do a good job of yeah it. Mm-hmm. so yeah it's scary i think the best thing for me with screenwriting is sharing it with other people mm-hmm. it was so scary to do that at first but people it's are so actually important. really nice most people i've had a few people <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that'll always happen, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it's it's writing, you know, is teamwork. So even mm-hmm. if you write by yourself, which I can think of an idea by myself, but a lot of the time I will like to sit down with somebody and co-write. I love co-writing. It's so fun to just, like, sit there and, like, make up this imaginary world mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah. Ali, do you seem to have a... Do you, do you feel you have a common theme around your writing? Mm, not necessarily because uh, when I was younger I was very into horror and okay. then and then in film school I went through my <laughs> super cliche I, I love art house everything I make is very odd but phase. you're so <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you then, do it well <laughs> and then now I'm in a phase where I'm like uh, I, I really like writing comedy now okay so, so that's kind of where I'm at like I just I just I feel like I've gone through like all of these dark stories and all of these things and I you know what actually the world is like world like life is great but I feel like there's a lot of negativity right now or especially this year a lot of <laughs> in, in the states yeah. too and just all the news and stuff and I just want to make things that make people laugh and uh, feel good like because mm-hmm. right now I haven't really even been watching anything that's like serious I just want to like when I watch a movie I just want to get away and laugh for a second mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I'm writing right now is yeah. just happy things that's beautiful there is a saying that goes every revolution starts with a joke Hmm. And I think that's that's the, you know the the uh, the ability to have humor. That's ooh, humor is uh, it, it's just such a strong pivotal point. Every, mm-hmm. So much underpins around uh, humor. 
Absolutely. I have to say though, I don't know how funny they are because I laugh at my own scripts. <laughs> but, but that's your yeah. stuff that's, is funny. That's, that's, the, I that's, could. <laughs> that's the way to go, you know. Yeah. Somebody else will feel that humor. If yeah. you have that, you mean <laughs> someone else will have it, you know. Yeah. You got to trust yourself, yeah. and that's another balance. How much do you do you trust yourself, and how much do you trust the environment around you? Mm-hmm. What's your take on that, Latina? <sighs> that can be hard. Um, trust I, I mean I have trust issues already <laughs> so <laughs> trusting people with projects that I want to make and ideas that I have in stories that are so personal can be really really hard um, but you have to build it like mm-hmm. anything else you have to build trust and you have to just the biggest thing I've learned with film is you just have to let go I can be a control freak and sometimes you just have to trust other people to do their jobs and yeah yeah you just have to let it go that's and so believe true. that things are going to work out <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah you really have to realize that it's teamwork like we we're talking about painting like painting when you're because i paint and when i'm painting i'm painting alone mm-hmm. and it's just a process alone and then when you're making a film it's so much more like even if you're the writer or the director you put so much heart into it and then you have to like put it into other people's hands mm-hmm. and that's so scary but you have to let go and you have to hope that you chose a crew that understands that's kind of why like i was saying earlier like once you find your hub of people you should probably stay because <laughs> it's not easy to find other artists that you really connect with especially like production designers that get your style editors that understand your flow mm-hmm. um, producers that understand your creative process you know like it's just important to find these people stick with them and have trust in them and it takes time oh, yeah. but it's totally worth it Trust, belief, faith, these are all very heavy words, yeah. but damn, it's, uh, yeah, we're getting there, you know, it's, yeah. it's true. The creative process is probably the most dangerous process, yeah. you know, it's extremely dangerous, but that's also why we like it, I think, you know, mm-hmm. we like to explore that uncomfortable zone that uncomfortable yes. forest filled with surprises i was talking to a friend of mine recently and i felt kind of stuck with my writing and she was like well i always go to what makes me feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. if i don't feel uncomfortable when i'm writing or working on a project she's like i know i'm not going to grow artistically mm-hmm. oh wow so that's also feel we need friction also yes. you know to grow to just create movement in general yeah. you need that friction you know do you, do you agree with that ali I do agree with that. Um, like, touching on that, like, I need to... F- what you said, your friend said. Um, because I'm writing comedy, it's a little different. But I touch on things that make me embarrassed a lot. Mm-hmm. Or situations, like, that I've been in or that I've seen people in. Uh, and I just make a joke out of it, like, laugh about it. So I can just, like, shrug it off. Because I think that's mm. the beauty of comedy. That is what comedy such is. such a dark right? place. Yeah, mm. and comedy is a lot about reaction. Like, that's yes. where the joke comes from, is the reaction. So, yeah, it's really about a lot of embarrassment <laughs> is what comedy is a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I kind of lost where I was going. <laughs> you, you, have, you have to have humor in life, you know. Yeah, if you yeah, don't have yeah. humor, uh, it's, it's over, you know. Yeah. You, need to, you need to build those wings to fly. If you always ground yourself, you're going to get lost, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it becomes limiting. But with that being said... Uh, I think it's time to take our second break. Ooh. Yeah, um, this is actually, uh, again, soundtrack of Death Proof, a movie by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the, the name of the song is Hold Tight. And right after that, we're going to go to the one-minute pitch and the Proust questionnaire, and we're going to wrap this whole burrito up. Everybody, <laughs> enjoy. This is Hold Tight. Close by me and close touch, check and check. 
around the cloud and hold tight Shatter us, girl you shut me up for Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. We take filmmaking's community to your ears, and here we are, uh, just about to wrap this whole episode up with Oliver Rubens, Latina Pacheva, and I think it's time to get right into the one-minute pitch. Are you ready to make it happen? Yes, are you ready? Yes. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that clock, okay. and you guys go for you you go for it. You ready? Okay. Awesome. And here we go. Okay. So Ali and I are both really old at heart. We're yes. old ladies, uh, and we wanted to showcase our signature style. So after her tea shop is robbed, a 73-year-old woman goes after the robber to teach him a lesson. Okay, mm. so uh, this is like, think, uh, Taken meets uh, Grace and Frankie, meets Land Before Time, <laughs> meets uh, Mr. Bean's Holiday, and uh, meets like Saw Five. you know? Like totally. all the genres in one, like we just... Really want to, you know, hit all those, <laughs> hit all those beats and super casual blood and guts. Yeah, it's very casual. I think we're gonna get Robert De, Nier- De Niro to be the old lady. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe get Steve Buscemi in it. Yeah, he's gonna be the robber. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got ten more seconds Whoa, here. Though. Okay, that's it. Yeah, it went by so quick. Yeah, 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 it went so quick. All right. So that being said, that was like, oh, is that a dream feature, feature-length movie? Is that it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It'll awesome. be a series, I think. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Okay, I'll, I'll pin on that. Do you, do you have a name for that in mind? Uh, 
We'll touch base with <laughs> that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I, uh, eyes open, eyes open, everybody. Eyes and ears open. In fact, because you know, we're gonna jump right into the Proust questionnaire. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's go for it. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. Let me let me start right here. Question number one of the Proust questionnaire: What is your greatest extravagance? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, That's interesting. Really That's an insane greatest extravagance in terms of like, what do you like? Take it however you want to take it. Okay. This is how it goes. I, I guess for me, I'm super vain. So my greatest <laughs> extravagance is like makeup and like always having to have my makeup on i don't know if that's oh man i i don't even really understand the question to be honest <laughs> a greatest extravagance like oh man that's that's hard yeah i'm gonna just say the same i'm just gonna say <laughs> okay, the same. okay 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 <laughs> yeah. right on right on um second question of the proust questionnaire when and where were you happiest oh wow i think about that a lot mm-hmm. mm. um for me it's either anytime i'm dancing the mm. happiest or um oh i don't know i think i was happiest in university to be honest at oh, sfu really? i had a really good time there yeah okay um i think i'd say i'm happiest when i'm on set directing oh. um because like when i get on set i almost want to cry every time it's so weird i'm oh. just so happy uh I'd, i'd have to say that's what it is yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. wonderful and the the um the, that feeling right there i think it goes back to a feeling of freedom for the both of you or not what, what is it freedom totally, totally anytime yeah. i'm like really in the moment mm-hmm. i'm happiest mm-hmm. i'm not worrying about anything else yeah exactly yeah forgetting the, the past and the future how do you how do you put yourself in that mindset how do you forget about the past and the future i haven't learned yet doing things like dancing for me is like a meditation so that gets me in the zone mm-hmm. drawing doodling writing mm-hmm. what genre of dancing uh, i do pole dancing <laughs> 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 it's a hobby <laughs> yeah no it's really cool there you go um yeah i, th- I think uh yeah i meditate as well not as much as i'd like to anymore but um it's it's a constant process learning how to just focus on one thing especially especially in this generation we're very like oh what's the next thing what's the next thing because we have all this this these things at our fingertips and we're Mm -hmm. yeah but uh i don't know i just think if it makes you happy you usually tend to get a little more into it Mm -hmm. interesting for sure There is a lot to it, uh, but with that being said, I actually want to uh, moonwalk to the third question of the Proust questionnaire. <laughs> and uh, we don't want, this is something that, that uh, pops out because we, y- you mentioned this before. And I want to ask you, what is the quality you most like in a man? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you had asked me this when I was 16, I would have been like, oh, he has to be really hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I just realized this like last week um, he has to be someone I would want to be friends with mm-hmm. so if, if it's like a romantic interest I would have to want to be friends with him mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's true because your partner should always be somebody that you look at as a friend as well um, funny funny question but yeah uh, humor man like humor is so mm-hmm. important to me if I can't laugh with you like what is the point <laughs> like, it's I mean everybody has humor at some point but you, you have to be very goofy yeah. you have mm. to totally get it yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that being said not necessarily in a romantic uh, from a romantic point of view but uh this fourth question is what is the quality you most like in a woman hmm. i really appreciate women that um i think a lot of the time women are pitted as 
like hating each other automatically mm-hmm. which is so stupid because every woman I know has never like my relationships with women have never been like that um I think it's just um an openness so mm-hmm. just like being open to talking about anything and mm-hmm. we're such sensitive beings naturally that I think it's really important to connect that way we are yeah I, that's interesting that you said that because as well on set I notice a lot of people if there's just a few girls sometimes the guys think that you're pitted for no reason yeah mm. it's so interesting but uh just like strong females I just love strong females I love like boss ladies Mm-mm. they inspire me so much which every female is great but boss ladies for sure I love that like leaders mm-hmm. mm. I yes. love that Okay, is that is that where you want to eventually is that something you want to see yourself in? Is that something you want to become or you you are yourself, you consider yourself? <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering to, you know, trying to understand a little better, yeah, you know. Yeah, um I mean, yeah, I would like to be a better producer and yeah, like have a thriving company. That's what I want to be for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, the the content is out there. The hunger is here. I can see it. I can sense it <laughs> that there is a lot of hunger to create content and uh, a lot of positive vibes. The uh, again, the greatest challenge I think is that as we were talking about earlier that onion aspect of of humanity, you know, all those layers. <laughs> and that's where I think we get trapped sometimes. We get trapped or we trap someone else in there and it gets tricky. Yeah. With that being said, let's go to the fifth question of the Proust questionnaire. Ooh. And with this one, ooh, <laughs> I like to ask this one because it tri- it creates it sparks off to so in so many different directions, and we have time actually to talk this one through. Okay. And it goes, "What is your greatest regret?" Oh man, uh, you first. I have a funny one. <laughs> kind yeah, of funny. go for it. <laughs> so I was on the bus one day, um, going to. I used to work at the Bay randomly when I was going through school. Worked retail. Um, I was on the bus and I was at the back of it. It was in the summer. It was really hot. I was super self conscious because I sweat a lot. And so I'm sitting there and these kids get on. It's a summer camp and they're all screaming and yelling. And there was this one kid, and he like. He clearly had some um, behavioral issues and all the kids were picking on him. And this one girl, he was trying to talk to her normally. And she's like, oh, my God, you spat on me, blah, blah, blah. And she told the camp counselors. And I saw what had happened and he definitely didn't spit on her. And he got in trouble. And I wish that I had stepped in and said, Aww. no, I saw what happened. She's just picking on him. And I didn't. And I saw him sitting there and he was so upset. And I just I didn't do anything because I felt so self-conscious myself. Yeah. I felt so sweaty and I didn't want to talk to people. Oh, but like, wow. I want to find that kid now and be like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's, actually, <laughs> that's, my biggest that's actually so deep, though, that <laughs> you're like self. Oh, yeah, that's it still haunts me oh, <laughs> it, it projects onto a bigger onto a bigger theme for yeah. sure yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I think it, it translates into your nature as a storyteller or writer yeah. Maybe, yeah. telling the truth telling the yes. story that is not being told yes mm-hmm. there you go that's an interesting link thank that, you yeah yeah <laughs> Ali how about you my biggest regret um, I used to be really really quiet like I'm still quite quiet and like I mean at the start of this podcast I was like a little shaky and nervous um, it takes me a second to get into things things um but when I was younger I was super super quiet and shy and I didn't put myself out there enough and I, that is my biggest regret because when I moved to Vancouver I was like okay well now I don't know anybody now I need to actually put myself out there so I can make friends and and have these new experiences especially if I want to direct you really have to be uh a people person <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh yeah I think my biggest regret is just not um not pushing myself enough as a kid and uh not being as outgoing as I should have been but that being said I've learned a lot from being that person because when I'm around people like that I can try to help them 
come out of their shell a little bit more because it's like I totally understand what you're going through. Yeah. And there's something to be said for like the strength of being quiet and just observing too. I think that really helps you as a creative because you start you notice things that other people who are like gabbing away don't notice. Yeah, I notice a lot of mannerisms in people, and I notice like people who are like sitting alone mm-hmm. in places. It makes me very sad. Me too. Like, I, I, always, I really feel it. I yeah. really feel that. So. I, yeah, I think that can actually help you with the, your writing and directing because you are observing a lot more when you're not talking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this saying, uh, I can't remember it and I'm going to say it like totally wrong, but <laughs> just uh, when you're talking, you're not listening. And so people who talk a lot more, they're not actually observing what everybody else is feeling or thinking and they're not observing the other people around you that isn't in your hub of where you are at the time. So. I think yeah. there's a TED talk about that. It's like the power of introverts. Mm. It's a good one. I don't know Ooh, who did it. But gotta listen to that. Watch it, yeah. yeah. Uh, very interesting, especially because the um, you said a very powerful thing. Uh, and in there, in, in what you said, the um, you mentioned feel. You observe what people feel. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's, that's the core, you know. Somehow humanity is forgetting how to feel. Mm-hmm. And that's why there is so much pain around. Because we're forgetting to feel each other, but we're forgetting to feel ourselves as well. You know what? That's really interesting as well. And I think that goes right back to social media again. Because mm. you can be behind a computer and you can say these things or think these things. But you're not knowing how this... You, you have to see reaction to mm-hmm. understand yeah. emotion. And if it's something that's online, you're not seeing what their face looks like when they're saying this. And yeah. you're not seeing how you're... Um, how you're making them feel and yeah. I think that's so bad <laughs> we're losing our empathy yeah yeah like it's empathy is so important mm-hmm. and yeah that's there's something really about the w- when the eyes meet that's that's the that's something that social media is killing and then that's I think where the beauty of life really ex- really lives you know mm-hmm. and I feel we have to celebrate that more and more and more and more and really go and and re-explore the whole aspect of connection all over again oh, totally. but before we wrap this whole thing up uh, you know I want to ask uh, to the both of you uh, how can people reach you Ooh, come find me <laughs> 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 just kidding please I'm nervous I'm socially anxious um, you can probably best place is Instagram Instagram um, at Little Z Productions, L I T T L E Z E E Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yeah, Studio Niche Productions on Instagram or StudioNicheProductions.com. Except my reel is on lock because I have a lot of films and commercials that aren't released yet. So if you do want to see it, you can totally email me for the password, or if you want to work, I don't know, uh, you can email me and I'll send you that. But yeah, it's it's on lock, so don't be like frightened and be like, oh, there's like nothing here. Cause <laughs> right on, we can put yeah. those links in the description of the awesome. podcast as yeah. well. Awesome. Uh, as far as the live radio show is concerned, uh, we're about to wrap it all up, and we're about to go there and enjoy a beautiful sunny day here in Ooh. Vancouver. Uh, any advice for filmmakers out there? <sighs> Just do it. Keep, don't keep doubt yourself, yeah. Yeah, just keep keep making your stuff and uh, don't give up because a lot of people feel like they need to give up and why. Just yeah. just don't be discouraged. That's yes. the main thing. Yes. Because it's it never going to be perfect. It's never going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always going to be hard. Just know that. But yeah. it's always going to be great. That's the, that's the 
great part about it. Yeah. Awesome. And with that, we're going to wrap up uh, take 25 of Room Tone, Ooh, actually. What? Take 25. Yes. And we're going to go and uh, fly off in the distance in a beautiful day. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have Ali Berubens, Latina Pacheva here on Room Tone, so the radio Thank show. You. Thank you for coming over. And uh, I'll catch you around. Everybody, enjoy life and life will enjoy you. Ciao, ciao. Let's go.